Shalom. This is Resilient One. So I want to talk to you guys about being resilient and the characteristics of a resilient person. So first, let's go into what is being resilient. Basically, being resilient is the ability to overcome um overcome hardship um and situations that would break a person overcoming it really quickly um you know resilient people are able to work through hard times learn from them and grow stronger and are more capable to overcome hard things in the future um, so resilience could be, uh, again, overcoming situations, learning how to ski, um, taking a hike, um, going to college, just things that would require you to have some type of long-term stress coping mechanisms and being able to persevere during times where things might get difficult going on a hike um, up a mountain. I remember when I went to Tiger Mountain um, and I used to go hiking by myself like a dummy, but I went hiking by myself because I was trying to, you know, learn things about myself. And um, let me tell you, that hike was no joke. It, and, you know, I, I, I kind of got a little scared because uh the, as you're going up the, the hills, the, um, the trail became very thin. So yeah, I got, you know, I got a little bit antsy there, but pushing through it, um, that's resilience. So there are, Multiple types of resiliency. Um, so here's some of the resilience that you can have. Emotional resilience, physical resilience, social resilience, mental resilience, and community resilience. Okay. So there's all kinds of resiliency you can have. And I want to even add in there spiritual resiliency. Okay. And I'm going to top, I want to touch on that spiritual resilience a little later. I'm going to try to make this fast because the second time I did this and I really want to make this faster. So I'm going to try to work through this. So the first thing is self-awareness. So you have, you are self-aware of your situation. You can see clearly through your problem and you are able to make an, um, make a, 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 outline of how to get through it um are you are self-aware of your own thoughts your own emotions your own actions you are aware of how you come off to people you are aware of how you even come off to your own self you are you are able to understand and uh and and work through self-development okay number two you are realistic you do not 
lie to yourself. You do not make excuses for yourself. You hold yourself accountable. Like account in order to be a have hold yourself accountable, you must be realistic with yourself. The lack of real if you're not realistic, there's no way you can be accountable. Um so yes, you have you're able to address your situation, make clear, um, concise decisions about how to take it on um, because you are real with yourself. You understand the situation. You don't lie. You don't, you know, um, you don't play the you don't go and play the victim. You 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 execute what you need to execute and it gets done. You keep calm when under stress. So keeping calm is resilient so you have someone yelling and screaming at you and i'm not talking about sometimes you, there's a thing called reactive abuse but you do have somebody yelling and screaming at you and you're able to remain calm but i would say you right here that's a gift and a curse because if somebody sees that you are able to sustain a lot of freaking pain you know you you know it's a gift and a curse i'm telling y'all they will, if they're sadistic and narcissistic, they will take your calm as a challenge and try to get you to break. So I'm telling you from own personal experience, do do not be around someone who is purposely trying to um, uh, coerce you into um, losing your cool or abusing you to lose your cool, you know, don't don't just leave that type of situation alone because you know having the ability to remain calm is a gift a lot of people ain't calm nowadays a lot of people are out here shooting people for nothing um i just saw a video last night of this young boy it was very sad he was with two young ladies and you know he was just outside of a corner store and talking to him and then some dude in all black just runs up on him with a big ass gun and grabs him by the, his coat and, you know, just says, saying something to him and has a gun pointed towards his head. And you can see the guy like begging and telling him to stop, stop, stop. And then all of a sudden, you know, he pulls him to the floor and he shoots the young man in the head and just drives off. Like there's people out here and, you know, he probably got killed for some stupid stuff, like something dumb. That's why when you're around people who are demonic and evil, you don't get yourself in bad situations. First of all, I don't know. I don't want to blame that young man. It might have been mistaken identity, but I have a feeling after seeing that video, he, he pissed somebody off. He was in the wrong crowd. But yes, when you're around the wrong person and they're trying to take your calm away from you, please leave. Okay. Because people know that that's a strength to have in these last days, you know, but yes, poor young man rest in peace to him you know but ain't nobody people ain't calm out here no more but being calm remaining calm allows you to face any obstacle that's that and make a thoughtful decision on how to combat it um calamity and resilience go hand in hand because when faced with adversities one of these characteristics are necessary to overcome in a positive manner right so if you got somebody who's around you and they're trying to take your calm away, trying to push your buttons, trying to make you mad, you better leave. That's a soul snatcher. That's a soul taker right there. Um, number four, having empathy 
Okay, so empathy and to me, discernment go hand in hand. Uh, but the empathy is the ability to understand and share feelings with others. Okay, some people don't have that. I remember I was with um, a narcopath um, and that creature. I remember I was crying and I was watching, we were watching a movie and I remember I was crying and um, I was sad about the, the character. And I remember, you know, the sad thing about a narcopath is that they don't have empathy. So when they see us upset and they see us um, just, you know, having showing emotions for just even a character on TV that has nothing to do with us. It, it, it puzzles their minds because they don't have the emotions to understand, like even a movie scene. Like, you know, they 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 got it. They study people, um, people who lack emotion must study human beings to understand us. That's why they're so good at manipulating people and um, playing people against each other is because they they lack um, empathy. So they 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 they. they people who lack empathy they understand a person on a mental uh, manipulation forefront so um but people who have empathy they're able to feel each other's and understand the key word feel and understand a narcissist or a non-empathic person has to study and from their books of reference understand a person to engage a person to manipulate the person we as empathic beings can understand in fact some of us can feel each other's emotions that's why you should stay away from people who tell you you should not feel that is a dirty human being that is a witch doctor that's a warlock because God, when you are cut, when he is coming down, and I'm sorry for going on my little tangent, but when the most high is touching you with his, you know, when he is coming down, his Holy Spirit is filling you up, you will feel it. Anybody tells you not to feel is a demon. They lack empathy. They don't understand that we have, we have empathy. We're supposed to feel each other's emotions. We're supposed to understand each other. In order to understand someone, you have to put yourself in that person's shoes. In order to put that certain person in that shoes, you must go back sometimes and understand the feelings when you were there. It's that simple. And when you lack discernment, you lack empathy. So that's why people who tell you not to feel and they want you to be logical and they want you to be robotic. It's because they, they, they don't understand that God is, he has emotions too. He has joy, peace, sorrow, pity, pity can feel it's, it's a, it's a feeling too. Pity has a feeling. It's sad. It's gross. I don't like pity, but God is, you know, I don't like that, but there's, there's the God has feelings and one of the feelings he has is empathy. He understands. That's why he sent his son down here. His son would probably be the number one empathic person that walked this earth because he came down here to understand us. So never trust someone who tells you not to have feelings, to not feel. That's a dangerous person. That's someone that doesn't want you to think. So anyway, um, yes. So when a resilient person can also show empathy to those around them, um, they will have the ability to better understand the situation and how it's impacting other people. 
Uh, with disability, you'll be able to better gauge and move forward and combat situations while keeping, uh, you know, other people in people and things in mind. You know, when you lack empathy, that's how you become. That's how you know you're around a narcissist. That's why narcissists are able to do and be horrible to people is because they don't have the ability to know how this feels. They know what it's going to do to a person. Because like I said, they study people. They understand people's um, reactions. So they know what it's going to do. Do they know how it feels? No, they just know that it's dirty and it's mean and it's gross and it's just dark. And they know these things. So number five is being self-aware. So having self-control. OK, so self-control, you must be resilient. Somebody might get in your face and blah, 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 blah. And you might decide I'm going to la 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 back and now y'all in jail. Hell no. You better have some self-control. Self-control could be like, hey, what's stopping me from eating this whole cake? What's stopping me? Um, self-control could be, hey, you know, um, I'm going to go to Macy's. Or I'm going to go to Ulta. Or I'm going to go to Sephora. And, oh, I see this perfume I really want. I'm just going to buy it. Although I got like these bills coming up. And if I spend this $120 on this perfume, I'm, it's going to set me back. You know, I might, I might not be able to pay my all bills in time, but you really want this perfume because whatever, whatever, having self-control to say no, you might see a pair of shoes you really, really like. And you're, you're like, I, I can get these shoes, you know, why, you know, um, Self-control could be getting up and, 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 or, you know, self-control could be like, you know, um, re shoot, remaining celibate in this whole ass world right now. Everybody's hoes out here, you know, um, and you, you're out here staying celibate, not, not touching on no dude, no woman. You're, you're valuing your body. You're, you're not, you're not, you're not just giving it up to anybody. You're, you're, you're having self-control could be giving out your time to people. There's all kinds of ways of having self-control. Self-control could be just controlling your emotions. But either which way, you must have self-control. You must be, you have to have awareness of yourself. Control comes, control, self-control comes out and most times in discomfort in hard situations, that is also where our resilience is seen the most. So like I said, you, you might get with, you know, you might get around some, somebody you find really attractive and you might just say, Hey, forget it. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to give up this body real quick to them. I, I need this real fast. You know, you gotta have self control, you know, you got to allow yourself to be uncomfortable with telling yourself, no, this ain't for me. I shouldn't be doing this. Number six, motivated. You must have motivation to be have to be resilient. You cannot go out here and be resilient and not have the drive to achieve your accomplishments and your accomplishments should be of the purpose of what the most high wants from you. So for me, I allow the most high to be my motivation, meaning um, I, you know, my motivation is not living for myself, but living for the purpose of the most high. So 
that's my purpose. That's my motivation. Like you got to find what motivates you to keep you going. So mine's a spiritual motivation that that's what keeps me going, being spiritual, having, you know, connecting to the most high and, and doing my purpose there. Cause then when I want to, when I want to figure out what, what goals I want to achieve or what I want to do with my life, I go to the most high. That's what keeps me motivated. Your motivation also or mine's anybody's could be like, Hey, I want to, I want to lose some weight. I want to get ripped. I want to get this six pack. I want to, my, your, you know, your, your motivation might be lose, getting rid of diabetes, getting rid of high blood pressure, whatever your motivation might be. In order to be resilient, you must have motivation and to me, self motivation. Cause sometimes you might be in a situation where you, you got no one telling you, Hey, I believe in you. Hey, I got you. Hey, you know, like, you're good. Like it's, it's a wonderful world when you have people who believe in you, but when you don't have that, you have to learn how to be self, self-motivated, optimistic. So optimism. Okay. I love being optimistic. Okay. Uh, if I cannot, if we, you know, that's, it's one of my key key traits of who I am is optimistic, but, um, being optimist, um, you have having optimism. You must have a, a, a clear sense of energy, a good energy around you too. You must always be able to be like, okay, I can do this. I can get through this. I know I'll be okay. Um, you know, for me, like I said, my motivation is the most high. So for me, I'll tell myself like, you know what? The most high got me. Um, my motivation and my optimistic comes from my prayer life too. So whatever makes you optimistic, you need to find it. Um, you know, one thing you can think is, when you want to be optimistic, when you're faced with a difficult challenge and, you know, again, being resilience is being able to overcome traumas and challenges fairly quickly, meaning you don't stay stuck in a mindset, in a, in a lifestyle and something, you know, you, you, you overcome it. So you, what you need to think about when you're, when you're faced with a challenge and you want to be optimistic, you could say, how can I overcome this rather than why did this happen to me? When you think in a, why does this happen to me? Um, I'm telling you, that's a low vibrational energy right there. You know, like I, I do that sometimes I'll sit here and be like, man, why the fuck did this happen? Then you start thinking about the whys and you start thinking, oh, yeah, no, you don't do that. I'm telling y'all right now, how the hell am I going to get myself out of this? How am I going to get out of this? What's what's the lesson in this? What am I going to do? You know, even saying what's the lesson in this that helps you become optimistic because now you're looking at your situation from a different standpoint. You're looking at it like, okay, I overcame this. Now what's the lesson in it? And now you detached yourself from the situation and now, you know, you're, it's weird. My thoughts are weird on this. Okay. But this is how I stay motivated. I will leave it there and I will say, what was the lesson there for me to, to go through? All right. I went through some shit. What was this about? And you put it there and you look back at it. Don't 
engage your emotions in. And if you do engage your emotions, for me, again, my resilience comes from the most high. Okay, but I don't know how you do it. But for me, if I see myself going there, I'll call a brother up. I'll call a sister up and I will or I'll just nah. I will immediately pray. I'll give praise and glory and honor to the most high. If I, but if I'm looking back and I'm feeling some type of way, I, I immediately just give up a quick prayer because nah, we ain't going there. But and if you really want to just be optimistic, overcome your issues, think about it as a lesson too. And and that helps you be most optimistic because now you're challenging yourself because now you're like, well, obviously I messed up. Where can I go? Where well, next step? What can I do to do be better next time? Like, what did I miss there? You know, now you're challenging yourself. Challenges help you become more optimistic because if you get through your challenges, now you're like, hey, it's just, it, it, that's how I deal with things. You know, I just, um, I come on here too. Like I'll come on here. I'll do a podcast. Sometimes I'm rambling. I know right now, just about five minutes ago, right there, I was rambling, but I'll come on here and that helps me to helps me with my optimism because I'm able to like, come on here and, and and talk about things and and work you know sometimes honestly doing this podcast it helps me work through some of my my issues out loud too you know I'll, I'll jot down some stuff and you know write down some things key points I want to come on here but most times it's just you know it's just a personal journal type thing so I won't even say personal journal because this is not my true true thoughts all the way but it's just I like to talk about things I overcome because it remain helps me remain optimistic. It makes me see that, you know, the things I overcome were now in the past. You know, it helps me be more optimistic about my future. Like, OK, damn, I went through this. I went through that and I got through it and I'm good. So, um, yes. Some other ones, like I was saying, you know, you know, you have good boundaries. You got to keep your good boundaries, have being resilient. You must have good boundaries because people will come in and shake them up, you know, and some some people are very slick with it. Uh, so you must have big, good boundaries. If you do not have boundaries, you will end up suffering temporary um, depression, anxiety, um, betrayals, things of that matter, because boundaries help you stop those things before happening. If you know triggers, red flags and boundaries, telling people, no, I don't like this. Do not talk to me this way. And if they continue, cut them off. Leave them alone. They showed you who they are. Believe them. They don't respect you. That's your boundaries right there. Um, okay. So keeping good company, you know, being resilient, you seek to be around people who you seek to be around other resilient people. If I was around people who, who moan and groan and don't get their shit done, 
I wouldn't get things I need to get done. I would be spiritually stagnant. I would be stagnant. I wouldn't be able to just um, even live my life just on a basic level if I was around people who didn't understand what being resilient really means. So, um, okay, so yes, you know, we practice acceptance. Acceptance. Um, acceptance could be, you know, you, you got to accept where you're at at the moment and don't don't allow it to stress you out. Don't allow yourself to get depressed, but accept it. And this is where optimism comes in. Be optimistic about your future. This is where motivation comes in. You must be motivated after accepting where you're at and being acceptant of it. You must be motivated if you feel you need to change it to get out of it. Right. That's you got to be acceptance of your situation. Um, be accept. You got to have this. Yeah. Sorry. If I keep saying that word over and over again, I'm going to start saying it all wrong. OK. And this is really real. This is why a lot of people are broken and toxic and they never change is, you know, one thing about being resilient is you have to be willing to sit in silence, okay? Wow, let me tell you, okay, let me tell you. Real growth is when you are able to sit in silence where you do not have, like, you don't have, you don't have, like, people you don't have a bunch of people around you talking to you um sorry you guys <laughs> I might think I was talking hell out right there but you don't have a lot of people like around you you're able to practice um I, I did a podcast on mindfulness you're able to uh sit back and enjoy the quietness of where you're at. So, you know, you could, that could be you going to your local park, your local beach and sitting outside and listening to the waves or listening to the birds. Um, sometimes just sitting down in your car and just being in silence, not having the TV going. Um, not abusing drugs, doing risky behavior, gossip, um, just sitting in silence. A lot of times TVs, um, overeating, abusing drugs, risky behavior, gossip keeps us, it keeps us, uh, it keeps us, keeps our minds from truly developing into where we need to be because we're, we're constantly stimulated by something, you know, taking some days and just, you know, not talking to, and I, I wouldn't suggest do this for often, but taking some days and not talking to no one, just journaling or, um, just meditating, meditating, finding, you know, finding a scripture and repeating it and just taking deep breaths and 
meditating for 15 minutes could be the time where you could be sitting in silence. But you want to learn how to sit in silence. Some people don't know how to do that. Some people cannot stand their own company. Um, so another one is having a menu of self-care habits. Okay. So as, as you can see, that is, that is, that is me. Okay. And I'm not trying to boast, but definitely, um, over the years of just trying to go through, you know, working through my inner traumas, childhood traumas, I, I learned through, you know, therapy sessions on, coping and just just striving and wanting to continue living this life and you know not doing anything crazy I learned how to like do self-care um that that was important to me so some of my self-care there's a lot of self-care that I would have uh it depends on the mood but self-care could be Taking a longer shower, self-care could be making a good cup of tea, self-care could be um, self-care could be, excuse me, going, going, going for Excuse me. Sorry, I gotta wake up all the way. Um, self care could be going for a walk. Self care could be anything, okay? But mainly self care is something that is listed in doing a positive activity to bring you back to, <clears throat> to center yourself. You know, self care could be listening to some good uplifting music some jazz some um some classical music i i love you know classical music does something to me i love listening to classical music um you know i love listening to you know um miles davis in a silent way um i would do that i would listen to some uh, just very you know uplifting truth music i would listen to praise music you know, whatever, anything that that's, that could be a definitely like self-care habit, listening to music. Um, so having a team. Okay. So you have a team of real deal people behind you. Okay, I got some real heavy, you know, I got some real deal people, people who really have, oh my God, like, you know, I might not talk to them every day, but if I hit them up, guess what? I know that, I know that these people, you know, they, you know, you know, you got to have really good people around you. Okay. Especially when you're going through things, you know, the stuff I've been going through, the amount of attacks I had on me, um, I got real people around me who trust me and understand me and know what I've been going through. That's what you want to have. You don't want to have people around you who are second guessing, you know, the, the, you know, your trials. That's the, that's an annoying thing. Like, you know, 
I don't got to lie about my situation too. And that's, that's a beautiful thing too. Like most, you know, some people, they got to lie and make up stories just to get support. And you want to, you don't want to be that person. So you having a team of people you can go to. Um, and it might not, it might not be a whole big people. It might not be a lot of people. It might be just one or two people, but having someone, you know, who can, like I said, my, Resiliency is centered around the most high. So for me, it's important to have someone who can bring me back scripturally. Okay. Cause the most high is important to me. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes that worldly woman wants to come out and she starts to worry, you know, and you know, that don't, you know, if I start to worry, I, I gotta, you know, if I don't get it hold of it myself, um, you know, I got, you know, I got people around me that will say, Hey, you got a demon on you. Knock it off. That brings me right back. And I go and I go and I pray and I repent, you know, for, for not trusting in the most high and, and allowing myself to get to a point where I, I allowed anxiety and, and, um, worries to get to me. So, but having a, people around me who can center center me but not on no codependence level though not where i'm going through trials i'm going through something i'm calling them up before i talk to the most high nah that's not where we're at but i'm just saying you know having someone to hold you up like i can go if if need be i can go you know these people open their doors to me you know um offered financial support to me if needed you know like all that that's the type of people you want around you who got your back who got your back I mean that okay and you keep those people hidden because your enemies want to know who supports you keep them hidden okay don't nobody know who I know <laughs> you'll never know okay that's a gag. Um, okay, so this is what I said. Um, they get out of their heads. So yeah, you know, being resilient. Guess what? To be resilient, you got to move on quickly, right? You got to keep it moving. So when you're faced with an obstacle, right? When you're faced with an obstacle, I can only go for myself, but when I'm faced or when we're faced with an obstacle, right? What do we do? We sit back and we think about it, but we don't ruminate about it. If I catch myself ruminating, which ruminating thoughts is like these thoughts that just won't go away. They're in your mind. You're obsessed about it. La 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 la. You're planning, you know, you could be trying to plan a vacation. You're trying to plan it out to a T and you, you're, you're, you wake up thinking about this vacation. You go to sleep thinking about this vacation to the point now this vacation became like a little bit of an anxiety pull to you because you're trying to make sure everything's right. No. How about, you know, if you're able to get out of your head, you're able to just like, you know what? You're able to relax, let things, let things chill, you know, make the big plans and, and let the other plans, let other things, just let it be like, relax. I always believe, you know, this is where my faith is at, that everything falls into place. So sometimes I want to even do nothing. 
I'll just, you know, I, I, I won't. I'll just let it be. That's helps me get out of my head. Like, all right, well, shit, I, there ain't nothing I can do about it. All right. And then just let it be. If I sit up there and I try to figure things out where I have no answers to it, that's going to get me, keep me stuck in my head where now I'm like trying to guess what, you know, (laughs) trying to guess what, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, you know, let's say, yeah, you, you know, you might be just, you can't, you can't. You can't go into like, you know, sometimes we, we, we want to figure people out. We want to understand what people are up to, what their next moves are. But see, I'll tell you this much. When you're in your head too much and you are a person of the light, you are the person, you are um, a chosen person, a remnant of the most high. And you're trying to figure out a dark entity's mind. I'm warning you right now. You'll go dark. Okay. So that's why it's important to stay out your head, remove your thoughts. If you notice that you're starting to think about stuff and it's causing you anxiety, it's causing you depression. You you need to immediately, I'm telling you guys, I beat, I beat it out by prayer and giving the most high immediately praise and honor that defeats whatever type of spirits trying to influence my thought. And that's defeating the spirit that might be, you know, the demon that might be, I believe this is all spiritual too. being resilient is a spiritual is, is, is what people who are who are spiritual have the ability to have is resiliency. There's something there's something else there that's pushing you, that's guiding you to be the best. OK, so like I was saying, you know, we all we might have some spirits inside of us that are, you know, causing us to be in our heads way too much and. That's when you got to, you know, step back and pray, pray, you know, um, fast for whatever, do whatever you need to do, but just get out your head because outside of that, the number one silent killer is stress. So you got to learn, like when you're ruminating, you're in your head too much. You don't have the ability to drop your thoughts or to get busy with something else to distract yourself with something heavy, healthy, you know, not distract yourself with like, I'm going to go F on this dude real quick. I'm going to go text this person. I'm going to go, let me go, um, whatever you're doing, something negative to get rid of your thoughts. Okay. You don't want that. So just learn, you got to learn how to drop your thoughts and keep it moving. So, um, yeah, that's how to be resilient. I named myself resilient one because <laughs> I heard the song, the, the word resilient in the song, and I looked at the word and I was just like, I really like the definition of resilience. And then I saw myself as a resilient person. So I was like, my name is resilient one because I'm a resilient person, resilient one. So I named myself that. Yeah, that's how I came up with my name was a song I was listening to. And yeah, I was like, yeah, wow. And I really think being resilient is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be resilient. 
Uh, I, I, in my life, I, I came across a few beautiful souls out there, you know, some people who really been through some things and they, you know, their, their ability to with overcome their situations and, and shine through like nothing ever happened. You know, it always motivated me. These, some of these people might not ever know that they motivated me, but you know, I, I always, when I meet people, even if I don't talk to them no more, I never really have, you know, <laughs> I don't try to move with hate in my heart. You know, I don't try to hold on to grudges, even if somebody's doing me dirty, like I'll still pray for them. You know, I'll still, you know, if I'm fasting, I'll still throw up a prayer to the most high for them. You know, I'll, I'll petition and ask the most high to show them mercy, you know, and then I'll keep it moving. But there are people out there who are truly remarkable and fantastic people that truly have the light of the most high on them. And typically they are very resilient, not the resiliency. I'm going to go into a tangent now, but not the resiliency of a narcissist. A narcissist has their own resiliency, but it's centered around victimhood. A resilient person is not a victim. They're a survivor. We understand that calling ourselves a victim puts us back into a negative space. We are survivors of trauma. We are survivors of sexual assault. We are survivors of child abuse. We are survivors of marital abuse. We are survivors of drug addiction. We are survivors of prostitution. We are survivors of anything that you can think of. You are a survivor. Whatever you survived, you're a survivor of corporate greed. You're a survivor of this world. You're a survivor of the devil's demonic attacks. You are a survivor. You understand being a survivor means you must be resilient. We don't move in victimhood. Okay. But a narcissist moves in victimhood. They don't understand what it means to be a survivor. A survivor is a person who is has the ability to go back, like I said, and compartmentalize their lesson and learn from it and grow from it. A narcissist typically makes the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over and blames the person every time they are a perpetual victim. That is their resiliency. They get off and get by by playing the victim, by orchestrating lies and deceit, by playing games. That's their resiliency. They play in the mud. When you look at a narcissist, you typically will, you know, I, 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 they're like little dusty balls, but that's not balls that men have, but dusty balls, dusty little balls you'll find on your couch. If you, if you know, you, you know, just dust balls, they got lint all over them and might have some crumbs of food on them, you know, might have skin particles, you know, something nasty that you don't want to look at. That's a, that's, that's, that's a, that's a narcissist. They're little dust balls. And they, they, they're little dust balls that got little wounds all over them. And they, they got little pus coming off of them everywhere they, they slither away. And they are constantly playing the victim. And then they get other little dust balls to join in on them. They're little, they're little bacterias that grow in, in your, in our lives. And, um, they just gather together and, 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 do dust ball activities and, and just be dusty together. I, I don't understand these people other than they're just dust balls. So we're not like them. Okay. 
I have a, I, 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 I don't like these creatures because I, I really truly believe that people who are narcissistic and psychopaths are, they are part of Satan's kingdom and I don't like them. Okay. Like they're, they have plagued society for so long and I don't like Satan's creatures. Like I don't like them, but I understand that these little dust balls, these little human dust balls, they got legions of demons attached to them. They did not understand their trauma. Their trauma took over and made them into little dust balls. They make your house dusty. You clean that house. Get all the dust out. It's nice and sparkly and clean. And here comes seven more dust balls to make your life a living hell because they're dusty. They like to make you one clean and dirty. They're slimy. I'm telling you. That's what narcissists are. They're dust balls. They're dirty. They're unclean spirits. I don't like them. But I'll still pray for them because, man, you know, y'all, the most high is real. Y'all play these little games out here. You guys play these games. Okay, these games. Play these games. I'm in a position right now where I can throw up my hands and say, God ain't real. The way I've been through my trials, that is what is expected. This is what these demons want. But let me tell you guys, the Most High in these days has shown me that he's real and everything is going to be all right. If you are going through some things, and you're having a hard time being resilient. I'm going to tell you right now, with all certainty, with all confidence, with all praises and honors and glory to the Most High, you'll be all right. You just got to keep your mustard seed, but don't be like these dust ball narcissists. Don't be like them. Don't be played a victim. Don't don't sit up there in your situation and cry, moan and weep. No, you pray to the most high and give him honor and glory. You praise him all day long. You praise him out loud. Let them demons know you don't got me. The most high got me. I am his daughter. I am his son. I have his grace and mercy upon me. You have no rights over me. You need to let those demons know out loud. That's being resilient because, see, they want you dark. I'm telling y'all, these demons want you dark. They don't want you to be resilient. They want you dark like this world. They don't want you to have love. They want you to not. They want you to have no discernment where you can't even know right from wrong. Where you look at a situation, you judge it just as is. You don't study the whole exam the whole matter. You don't use discernment. You don't say, well, cause and effect. You don't believe in cause and effect. You just believe in it is what it is. You take things as face matter. That's how the devil wants you to be. He don't want you to use wisdom. He don't, you know, he knows that when you do things like that, when you just don't study the whole, examine the whole matter and you play the victim, all that stuff. He knows that something's missing. And I can tell you right now what's missing in you. You're, you're missing the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you right there. Yeah, a lack of person who don't have, you know, a person who missing out on the Holy Spirit will be a dark entity of a person. They will go to and fro like the devil, just roaming, seeking, devouring people. Because when you're not resilient and you play that victim role, all you look for is attention and other people to validate your pain. That's not right. That's not fair to other people either. 
That's why y'all be able to be wary. There's two types of real, there's two types of, there's a victim who's turning into survivor and there's a victim. And that's usually, and that's something, I don't know. Y'all, like, you guys gotta have that. So why you gotta pray for the most highs, Ruach Akadash? Because there are real victims out there. There's people who are victims, but they don't know how to become a survivor. That's where that Holy Spirit is gonna tell you when you're being played or not. And then there's victims who know that they want to manipulate you. They want you to feel bad for them. I don't respect those people. I don't respect them. I don't respect them. Now, I got to be like my father. Because if I wasn't, I wouldn't even have mercy for these people. I would just turn my back on them so cold. I'm telling you. I would and, and feel nothing for them and and a disdain can grow immediately for these type of people because they're disgusting okay but because I have to be like my father when I meet these type of creatures I must pray for them because that keeps me from turning you know dark like them even though I'm talking a lot of crap right now they are creatures I, I have to they, they're, they're not they're not right. There's some people out here in this world that ain't right, y'all. They're not right. There's something really wrong with some people out here in this world. And um we're all we're really truly in a spiritual battle on this earth. If you understand your attacks, your blessings, all spiritual. Your your attacks come from Satan. Say it comes from him. I'm telling y'all, like I've seen some I've seen some stuff where you know, not to get all, I don't, you know, not get all schizophrenic or anything like that. But, you know, on the spiritual biblical level, this, this world is a, is a spiritual place. And it's still shrouded in mystery as much as we think we know so much. There's so much stuff we don't know. You know, look at, look at, look at, um, King Solomon. He was the wisest man on the earth. Where, look at the depths of where he had to go to understand what what we live in on the spiritual realm and look where it took him but i'm just saying we us down here we we read the bible and we were like oh, okay well yeah there's demons now nah, there's demons out here y'all i'm telling you some people are not people they are creatures they are walking demonic spirits i learn now i've learned this is something i've learned you're not when I see people, depending on who they are, because um, hold up, let me get it. There's 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 several type of people walking on this earth. If we're going to get spiritual, man, these this air is disgusting out here. I, my allergies are crazy right now. I have never felt this pain in my head. <laughs> so anyway, um, there are several type of people walking on this earth. And hold up real quick. All right. My Hebrew is not yet at all there. Okay. So I don't judge me when I try to say this word. If I can find it. Probably not because. Hold on. Okay. So. Um, 
don't judge me because again i am not it's not my language that i am accustomed to um and so um the word is and I'm going to butcher this, but it's toss Tisa Duki Dukim Dukim. Oh, Lord. I said, <laughs> I can't say it. Um, but it's T-S-A-D-O-Q-I-Y-M. Yeah, try to say that Q-I-Y-M part. Um, but basically, these are the type of people who are walking around who do not believe in the laws and do not believe in um, the Messiah's coming. Um, they do not believe in the after death and um, yeah, they, yeah, they disregard the laws and they do not believe that they don't believe in um the spiritual realm and they don't believe in the afterlife then there are and I'm going to hurry this up um, because this is about to end Um, then there's the other type of people who are walking around who just don't believe in God whatsoever and they're just oblivious to anything that's going on they just think that this world is just here and there's science rules and um, they're, they're just here and then there's then there's believers, there's us, true believers, there's there's but there's different types of believers too. Um I forgot where I was getting at with all this because I was really trying to find this word and I had lost what the heck I was talking about. But um there's true believers, those are those who underst you know, who who you know follow the scriptures and who understand, who understand the scriptures for, for, uh, for what it is. And then there are those who took the Bible and made sex, sex sectors of different religions, you know, so they might say, I'm a believer, but I'm a Baptist. I'm, I'm Pentecostal. I'm Jehovah's Witness. I'm Catholic. I'm Joe, I'm Mormon. I'm this. Those are different. Those are, you know, I liken those people to honestly people who worship demigods, like they have different gods that they worship. So there's different type of believers. So um, not all believers are believers at that. And then you got the demons. You got the people who are literally walking around here who have legions. And typically those those non-believers, those people who are Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, Catholics, um, Sunday worshipers, those are typically people who are possessed by spirits too. Everybody has demons, but the level of demons. Then you get the narcissists. Them are legions. Them are, these are devils, Satan's light workers walking around on this earth. They are the ones here to do the darkness, to do, to carry out the will. They're the ones who do betrayal. They're the ones who, um, you know, molest and hurt children, rape women you know, um, uh, habitually cheat on their wives, um, abandon people, um, abuse their children, kill their children and have no 
type of compassion, mercy, um, lack of repentance. These are dark. These are Satan's light workers. So in these end times, you got to know that developing a resilience because you don't know what you're going to meet down here in these in these last days. You know, I keep my head on a swiggle when I go outside. Um, not just because I have a, a, a psychotic, you know, person um, out to pursue me to, to ruin me, but also because there's um, there's <laughs> I'd be I'd be so petty right there, <laughs> but there's there's like there's really I'm being real like there this this world is crazy like I go to the when I go get gas for my car like I literally keep my head on swiggle i'm watching everybody you know i pray up but i watch everybody you know what i'm saying like i go in the convenience store i watch everybody not watch but i observe my environment i'm in the store because you never know when like these little you know false flag deep state mass shootings might happen you might be in the wrong place wrong time i need to you know i'm looking out for people who got tactical gear on you know like i'm serious these shootings happening you know, the diesel agencies are doing whatever, whoever's doing these mass shootings. I don't, I'm still, I know it's politically ran. That stuff ain't just happening. Okay. That's, there's, there's some deep state dark entities doing this shit too. The world we live in is nothing but a stage. And when you realize that, and it's a spiritual stage, it, we're just here. We're just here and stuck between heaven and hell, mainly in hell. We're just here. And you gotta get out. You gotta, you gotta be resilient to get out of here to make it to the kingdom. If you ain't resilient, you ain't gonna make it. And I, for sure, I'm telling you the back to my motivation being spiritual. My motivation getting off of this planet and meeting the father is these dumbass demons, man. And just making sure I stay motivated. I don't want to be where they're going. I don't want to be where, I don't want to go where they're going. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to meet these people again. I don't want to see them again, you know, and, you know, I hope that the most high has mercy upon their souls. I do pray for them, but, you know, if it, it is what it is, if they're destined for evil, they're destined for evil, but I don't want to go where they're going and I don't want to be around them. So that's, that's the motivation you should have. And that's how you can stay resilient. I know this wasn't like a, you know, a flowy, sowing sounding flowery podcast um but this world is is it's you it's getting kind of crazy out here and um y'all you gotta have that resilience you really do you really do okay you, do, you don't want to be like the principalities and his set light workers down here you know just out here being a mess being obsessive you don't want to do that. So anyway, with that, I want to say shalom.